welcome. My name is Dominic McCreo. I'm here with Laura Weinbach. And also with us today, a very special first guest of the show, Anton Patzner. Hi. <laughs> there he is. There he is in all of his glory. Yes, yes. Loved it. Three-fourths of Fox Hills Brigade it. is with us today. In this. Can't say I hated it. <laughs> Although I was considering the concept of us making another podcast just called Hated hate, It. Hate, hated It. Like about all the things that we hate. Which is only things we well, hate. Well, we might have some things to talk about that I we hate I think we have tonight. a lot to talk about. <laughs> Uh, the main thing that we're going to talk about today is a film that we just all watched, uh, which is called XX. Um, more on that as we get to it. Um, but first, we'll we'll uh, discuss some some other things. Uh, how, how are sort you? Sort of doing? a weekend review. Yeah, I another guess. another so weekend review. I think I think the last episode we talked about maybe that's what we'll call it, and maybe <laughs> it is so. just what we're calling it because here we are calling it the second time. Well, I think that's exactly what it is. Right, it is a week in review. A week we need like a, review. a week in review. A week in review on the weekend. Indeed. Well, review. so far it has been on the weekends that we've been recording these. Absolutely. Now, how has your week <sighs> strewn about? It's been okay. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I made a nice beef and ale pie, which I loved, and so did Anton. A beef and ale? What a, the hell? A steak and ale. A steak and ale? Did, beef and ale or steak and ale? I guess what it's the is same thing. beef if not steak? That's true. <laughs> what is steak without beef? What if what is steak if not beef? Do you have beef with steak? I have beef as steak. Mm. How was it? Was <laughs> it good? Um, it was great. I actually don't know what it is. It was Describe amazing. It. it was sort of a classic take on the English dish, beef and ale pie. And okay, so I made a homemade crust, and I think I really got the crust right this time. I know how so to do it. So similar to the kind of chicken pot pie that you had made. Similar, but maybe better. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because it because was good. I did enjoy that. For the stew part of it, the stew broth was pretty much primarily made only of ale, <laughs> which reduces down to a very nice consistency and flavor. Mm -hmm. And um, intertwined with that flavor were some other um, tasty treats. A, a beef broth. <laughs> beef itself. Some uh -huh. celery, I should some hope so. uh, pearl onions, garlic, mm. and all of that thickened with uh, a flour-based roux, and then poured that into these two small this sort is of so detailed. I like this. This is uh, like I, I feel like I'm. It's a step-by-step -step guide. It's definitely it's a, a soothing one too. I'm feeling very soothed. I'm by, trying to soothe. By it all. It's, that's what this dish did for mm, both myself and Anton. You. It soothed us. <laughs> and that's uh, that's kind of the point of food for me. I feel like if you're not going to get detailed with food, then what is the point? Mm. Right? No point. <laughs> I guess I do like simple things, but I think even within simplicity exists fine details. That's poetic. That make all the difference. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I really, I think I've figured out how to make a perfect pie crust at this stage. And um, I think the real secret is using pastry flour and not all-purpose flour. Uh, you pre-make the dough at least a few hours in advance. So you give it time to refrigerate. And then when you roll it out, you make sure you got those chunks up in there with that butter. And then you put it into small ceramic ramekin-like <laughs> dishes <laughs> that are essentially creating for oneself a personal pot pie. Oh. Steak pie. Anyway, I created that for us the other night, and it was amazing. It was truly amazing. I loved it. 
We loved Sounds it. Delicious. Anton, did I you wish, love it? I wish I was here. It was uh, so good, and I can't believe that I got that made for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm a lucky guy. What can I say? Ooh. Well, we're going to do some picture posting of that particular dish. We oh, did there take, we go. We That's took fun. some photos. Yes, I would like to visually see this masterpiece, please. You'll get to visually admit. Yeah. You, there will be a visual representation of such a thing. What else have you been up to? Um, well, let's see. Uh, given that my life is so full of exciting events, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the yeah. new season of Girls was, of course, a highlight. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I didn't watch it. I know. I know you told me before we I did. started recording the podcast. I did reveal that podcast. information, but here I am now saying it for the record, on the record. But yeah, uh, that was a fun thing to do on Sunday. I know not everybody listening probably likes that show, but I, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily gone uphill since the first season. But I still enjoy it. I and totally enjoy that show. I, I'm excited to watch it. It's sort of a kick back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Don't think too hard about it type of thing. Yeah. I'm basically <laughs> waiting for at least half the season to be out so that I can kind of binge watch it. Because no. it's just hard for me to watch a half hour show week <laughs> by week, you know? Because it's, it's hard just for you so to short. only have a half an hour of girls. It basically is. You, you know, need I need more. a few hours of girls, you wow. know? If I'm going to be sitting down with girls, uh-huh. <laughs> it's got to be for a few hours. But no, so I'm just kind of waiting. But how was it? Was it good? Um, it was all right. You know, I, I feel like... <laughs> it's the final season. I feel like yeah. she should be stepping it up. It's not Well, amazing. I think there, things are going to get stepped up. That's okay. what they said on the uh, aftermath, afterward. Oh, so you <laughs> watch those. See, see, I don't watch those aftermaths. Oh, I absolutely watch I don't them. like to know... I don't like to know why it's going to be good later. See, I don't care. I just want to keep the party going, and that's Uh what that's uh all about for me. Anton, did you want to chime in? I see you looking like a thing. Nah. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was all like, he was like totally up on the microphone. I like it. Oh, he likes it. Oh, there you go. He chimed in. Okay. There was one episode in the last season that was like amazing. Which one was that? It was the one where with the where she like meets her ex boyfriend and they have this this kind of like oh, oh Marnie adventure. yeah I yeah. did really like that one that too. that was so good yeah that was <laughs> the new episode was kind of a mini good. like a vignette <laughs> of a, no there was another episode like that I think in season two that really kind of stopped me in my tracks so the just, bottleneck kind of episode where she goes and sees that one guy for one day yes yeah it she's was really like good a, with bottleneck it was like episodes. a short film yeah yeah I thought that was really like cool almost standalone short stories totally totally. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was really well paced and really well directed and the whole feel of that particular episode, mm-hmm. apart from it being a standalone, like it just had a very interesting vibe and it really captured a certain essence to me, Yeah, which I appreciate. I'm excited to see like a final season of it to see how she kind of wants to like wrap things up. You know, I always think yeah. that well, apparently- seeing the final season of show when the creator knows it's the final season of the mm-hmm. show is always an exciting thing because you know that they can kind of like take risks that maybe they weren't willing to take in previous seasons. So I'm hoping that's how it's going to pan out. But again, I'm, well, I heard, I'm waiting to waiting for more episodes. Yeah. I heard based on some afterwards that yes, some things are to be expected from this oh, good, particular oh, good. season. But I like, I was just going to say that I think I, I really liked the writing in the first season. I actually thought it was like superior and you know, it really kind of marked a new standard for writing and, and uh, just filmmaking in this era <laughs> of um, of style that I think that, that that show kind of marked the beginning of. You're talking about specifically television. Or- television, yeah. Television film. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do think that in a lot of ways, though self-proclaimed, was kind of like the voice of a generation 
especially specifically mm-hmm. in that first season. But um, I felt like as the seasons went on, it started to lose that authenticity a little bit. And it started to seem like it was really a successful show. <laughs> it had hit like a really high level of success in the, from the very beginning. And it kind of like reveled in that a little bit too much. And it started to bleed into for me, the authenticity of the writing and like what it really is like to be in your twenties in New York or in a big city and, and, uh, kind of like trying to find your way and, and that whole subject matter that I think that the show was really trying to tackle Mm -hmm. and still sort of seems to want to kind of engage in that realm, but it just doesn't quite seem as realistic as it used to. I don't know. I think it's still good. I mean, I, I think any film, projects that are longer than like the length of a of a music video that are good enough to engage my attention for an extended period of time is an amazing feat to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know how hard it is to make film and to make movies and or in, or any or short films even and I, I think oh, we'll get yeah, to that later. so much goes <laughs> into that and uh, for it to be even like remotely engaging I think is an, <laughs> an accomplishment yeah. a huge accomplishment so whatever. I mean, she's doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm very impressed by her. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So bye. What, else, what else are you up to? Uh, let's see. Let's see. I. Uh, oh, yeah. Recently revisited um, one of my all time favorite shows and re- just ag- once again realized what a great show it really is and how it still is the in my top five. Simpsons. No. I don't. I like the show. I do. It's a great, great show, it's but great show. I don't think it's been great throughout <laughs> no, its career. It was a complete joke. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now, for a lot of people, that's not a joke. That's I know. Unfortunately, true. Yeah, Josh said is even the new seasons are good. Uh, really, Josh? Josh said that the new seasons are just as good. Well, if Josh says Josh, that, that must be true. <laughs> is our bandmate yeah <laughs> it's just funny it's like my friend josh said it was good <laughs> no but tales from the crypt oh a true classic oh, oh my God. that's fun so hey that kind of plays in somewhat with xx to a decree uh-huh anyways go on no i so the other night we were trying to figure out what to watch and um i looked up tales from the crypt on youtube and it looks as though almost every season is up on YouTube, available for streaming live. I mean, not live, but for free. And um, it was great because we started with season one. And wow, you're really just sure enough. Start- every episode so far, just great. A plus material, in my opinion. I mean, it's like how much scary, of it had but you not seen- too scary, and just the right amount of camp and the right amount of kind of like dark humor for me. I mean, it was. It's just the perfect blend of all the things that I like in classic late 80s early 90s cult horror mm-hmm. cinema <laughs> well, maybe i should give so it a I shot love then. it i love it i haven't actually seen much of anything from tales of the Crypt. oh my god it's so good you'll love it if you like creep show and you like short anthology tales, horror movies tales, <laughs> tales from the dark side <laughs> yeah short anthology that's horror the theme movies. of the night it seems um or like the blob or the stuff uh-huh. to give a little like uh just uh context to 
uh, so the Tales from the Crypt is a show from the early 90s. It was on HBO, and it, every episode is directed by different directors, and they had and big directors. Good directors. Good directors from the day, and, and some big stars have cameos in it. Oh, totally. That uh, was their thing. Is And also they had a really famous people scoring the stuff, scoring each show. And every, uh, as far, uh, every episode so far that we watched uh, is based on a comic book. Mm. From Tales, I guess Tales it was from a, the Crypt was a it comic was a comic book. book, and so the TV show was just direct adapt adaptions of the uh, comics, which is awesome. Yeah, that's it's cool. Totally, what I like. So, like season, yeah, so in episode good. episode two of season one was like directed by Robert Zemeckis, and it was scored by what's his name again? Who scored Back to the Future and most of Robert Zemeckis's other movies? Shoot, Alan. Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri, thank you. <laughs> and a fine job they both did on that episode. I mean, yeah. it's just great. It's like each each episode is a little gem of filmmaking, of like cult horror filmmaking. Really. Oh, fun. It's yeah, so I mean, fun. And it's like a great thing because there's seven whole seasons that you can just watch for free. Yeah, if it's on Netflix, on I will probably No, it's be on YouTube, not Netflix. Oh, oh shit. Oh. What do you mean, oh shit? Well, no, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Why? You just don't get that resolution? It's like, you know, it's a little... It's a little more giant. I gotta like make... I'm gonna want... I want to watch it on my TV. You know what I mean? It's just another... It's just an extra step, but it's fine. Oh, I'll figure I see. It out. It's, so you have to like set up your computer. It's just a... It's, a, it's another step. In Dude, the, you gotta get used to it. It's also not full screen because it was for TV back in the early oh, 90s. Oh, right. That's so. true. Oh, that's fine. Actually. Oh, you mean widescreen. So yeah, it's yeah. not widescreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. I don't, I don't care about that. But yeah, loved that. I mean, I'm going to just keep on watching Tales from the Crypt. Now, like if we are ever in a in a bind where we like need to watch something and don't know what to watch, that is the thing to mm-hmm. go to. Seven mm-hmm. seasons that we've got to look forward to. So totally. it ran for seven seasons. Well, that's from what like, there is on this one channel. Oh, okay, yeah. I just can't believe they aren't letting that be one of the shows that you can watch anytime to stream on HBO now. I'm shocked. Or like Netflix. I mean, why well, not Netflix? My well, theory it's is HBO because show. it's not widescreen. Oh. That's my no, theory. that's not oh, true. Really? I mean, Twin Peaks is on Netflix, for example, and that's all 4-3. No, mm. but I don't think Netflix really has HBO shows for streaming. No, um, it doesn't. No, but... But yeah, why doesn't HBO have Tales from the Crypt or Dream On or Soap Dish? Or, well, sorry, not Soap Dish, but uh, that was a movie. Maybe they just feel like <laughs> it wouldn't be as popular with audiences right now. Oh my God, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> popular so with, with you. Dude, trust me, HBO. Show not, Tales from the Crypt uh-huh. is one of your best creations you've ever put out in the we'll write, world. We'll start the petition. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what's anyway. Up, what's up? What's up? What else is up? Uh, let's see. We're down. I don't know. That's kind of all I got right now. What, what's up with you? How's your week been? What have you been up to? My week. My weekend. Your weekend review. In my weekend <laughs> review. Yeah. Uh, well, I watched Alien for the first time. I have never oh. seen Alien. Congratulations. Wow. I was I Part 1. Yes, uh just the first uh, I think it's 1979. I think that might be the scariest movie I've ever seen. What? Really? Okay, so then we have some <laughs> shit to talk about because I do I okay, I liked it a lot. I thought it was entertaining, cool, visually awesome. Um I think <laughs> scary? <laughs> I I can't say I was like that scared by it, but 
I think I don't get scared that easily. Maybe Dude, it's terrifying. You're have you watched it recently, or what? When's last I time saw, you watched it? I don't know. I saw a part of it a couple years ago again, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, "This is too scary." I just don't even, <laughs> even want to watch this. I like scary stuff, this but not is too, too scary. Sc- I'm yeah. with you on that these days. And and do you feel? No, like I don't Alien? feel like that about Alien. Okay. But have you seen Alien? A long time ago, and I don't remember it. And I don't remember walking away from it going, "That was too scary." But uh-huh. I I. Great tension. I mean, so I think it's a product of its time and I think it changed the game, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, remembering that it was 1979 when it came out, I think does it a huge favor um, because I don't think horror movies were like that back then, which uh, it definitely kind of changed the game as far as all that goes. I think it is suspense-based and it's also a monster movie, which at that time, I mean, monster movies just weren't like that they were more like show everything let's have this big monsters like fuck everyone's day uh, i mean you got porkies you got porkies too just came out in 75 that's true um that's true yeah i guess that probably started the trend really and then alien kind of followed it up with something i I still think that alien is even more contained and has more 2001 meets jaws (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um but yeah, I, I guess I was, uh, the only thing <laughs> mainly was I, I had heard that Alien um, was kind of all about not showing the alien and that it was, uh, you know, kind of ushering in this new type of horror where you don't see the monster. Um, and I think I went into it with that expectation and I pretty much felt like they did show the alien Mm. As much as I kind of would anticipate a movie like that would show the alien, like basically, um, uh, I mean, slight spoilers if you haven't seen alien only for like the halfway point in the film, basically from when the small baby alien bursts out of that dude's uh, chest to the very first time that someone gets killed from the full grown alien. I mean, you see the alien. So I kind of felt like there was one scene where you didn't see it and then you saw it. So, yeah, I mean, I think when they say that they're, the, the, they're, they're talking about these kind of like old stop motion yeah. Godzilla type of movies, you know, where it's where they really show it all yeah. like in, in full light. Where, I like, mean, the whole it, it wasn't movie the shadows. stop motion Godzilla. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, it was in the shadows or whatever, but I, I, I guess I wanted even more of less, <laughs> if that makes sense. I see. I, I wanted to, not even see the alien. I would have been fine not even seeing the alien, to be so, honest with you. Because the second I started seeing it, I got a lot less scared, which is how I feel about most horror movies in general. So are you going to watch Aliens? I will, because I liked it, and I'm curious to see, like... Aliens is one of my favorite movies. I've heard that it's oh. equally as great, if not better, it's so I do... completely different kind really? of movie. It's a different genre. Oh, I actually don't know anything about it. Yeah. How, how is it so different? Without, like, spoiling anything, because I haven't seen it, so... The Space Marines. Oh shit! So it's m- more like actiony or something. Yes. Okay, okay. James Cameron. Oh god, James Cameron did it. Yeah, it's it's a it's great. It's great, and James Cameron did it. Oh, James Cameron okay. made all great movies up until Titanic, which you could say, yeah, isn't that great? And Avatar, <laughs> not <laughs> well, that, that great. That was after Titanic. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess I don't know too much about his. Uh, I was almost going to say discography, but filmography. <laughs> Uh, what else? I well, okay. So, Green Room. I heard that you watched. Uh, we could briefly talk about indeed. that. Green Room is a uh, recent horror film. It uh, came out last horror. year. 
Okay, thriller. 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 We'll call it thriller. Sorry. Um, <laughs> recent not thriller. Um, you say sorry because it's kind of like saw. <laughs> Ooh. Zinger coming from the Getting Anton corner over in. here. Um, so Green Room. Let's see. What do we got to say about that? One of my favorite films of last year. I will say that much. Go. <laughs> One of your favorite films? Oh, my God. Okay. Of last year. Um, I thought that it was successful in creating a very strong atmosphere, a strong mood and visual like idea of a world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that it executed a vision pretty well. Like it was actually completely different from what I expected cuz when I had seen the preview for it a long time ago, like I thought it was going to be some campy kind of like Rob Zombie-esque type mm. of, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses type of movie where it was like the kids get locked in the green room mm. and then a killer like tries to get them. Like more kind of hacky, campy, fun horror flick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to give a little so just I had no slight, idea. slight synopsis. Yes, do that, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Punk yeah. band, DIY punk band is on tour. Their show falls through and they get booked at this other show which turns out to be at a skinhead place and people lots of people die. Well, it's not just a skinhead place. It's like a an intensive white supremacist. Well, like, they get caught up with something that they didn't expect to happen and yeah. they yeah, they bad times. They're, they're, bad yeah, times. Bad okay, timing. Based on that premise though, the way you guys are describing it still fits what I had expected it to be like, like bad times well, for the that, punk band you know like they if face that's the premise without giving away too much um and i don't think we should give away oh, too okay. much but, okay i'm sorry um, well because yeah i had no idea that it was going to be such like a serious topic i mean it was much more serious the tone was much more serious than i expected it to be which both took me off guard and also like made me kind of think higher of it in a way or have higher uh, regard for it and take mm-hmm. it a little bit more seriously as like a kind of like intellectual piece mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than just a campy kind of horror flick um but yeah i thought it was good i mean do i want to watch it again not really you know i mean it definitely left me with like a bad feeling afterwards which is good because it means <laughs> that it was effective but yeah. um yeah effective. i mean it was strong but i just uh I don't know if I like feeling like that anymore, mm, Dominic. I do. You know what? I don't like feeling bad after I movies do. anymore. I want to feel good. I want to have good dreams. Oh, I get you. I just. I also I'm felt over bad, that. and I loved feeling bad after watching <laughs> that movie. Oh man. Well, I know you play like that freaking <laughs> like insane clown posse game on your <laughs> PlayStation Oculus VR. Rip. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> it is. Oh my god, right. Dominic. Can I just sidetrack for one second? Sure, go ahead. Dominic has a really creepy intense game on his virtual reality system she's talking about until dawn rush of blood it's a psvr video game. yeah and i did not even like playing that but like with dominic sitting right next to me and me like touching dominic being like you're still here because it was so intense i mean it is so freaking intense it's really scary it's very fun and i was like dominic how do you even have this game and he's like i love it i love playing by myself alone in my room and i'm like in the dark what the hell I like to I maximize mean, the fear if it's meant to be fear. <laughs> How can you like to be scared alone? Oh, it's like I there's love no it. safety zone. I want to hear what Dominic has to say about Green Room. Well, I was just okay. going, that was a good segue, Sorry. actually, because I would say that this Green Room is kind of, I think, a great. I think if you want to know a great example of a film of like how to build tension in a film, I think Green Room is like mm-hmm. almost 
it's it's like in the top ten of just great tension building. I think the whole yeah. thing slowly ramps up. The pacing is incredible. Um, visually, I think it's stunning. Like the it's just a gorgeous film. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a technical perspective. And I love these like slow motion sequences that they kind of intersperse throughout the whole thing um, that kind of also have, I'm thinking of one specific moment earlier in the film when they're actually playing at the club, uh, the, the sound cuts out and then you just kind of hear this yeah. like discordant, um, you know, ambient noise while they're, while they're playing in like extreme slow motion and you right. see everyone like moshing and like the music becomes like, really beautiful yeah there's these moments throughout the film that i just think are such great choices you know Hmm. uh really well directed and kind of like build this tension the entire time like you just feel like something is wrong with everything you know and i felt like uh it was kind of second to none in recent memory of just me feeling like a deep gut feeling of just like oh man this is just so hard to watch at times, you know, mm-hmm. uh, also gets very gruesome. Um, but I also felt like it was gruesome yet also kind of understated understood. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. It wasn't Not like gratuitous. Yeah. It wasn't as hardcore as you maybe thought it would be from the tension that was built. Right. And it lets yeah. the tension just be what it is. It doesn't add right. these other layers of like, it doesn't add like a loud noise, like burn or it doesn't add like, you know, some crazy, you know, visual, shit it's just like let's just show you this brutality and that's what it is and just kind of you got to kind of just cope with it which i think is far harder to deal with it makes it far more realistic to me i'm talking about specifically like right the violence it's not it's not um just having gross things happen for the sake of gross things happening it's yeah. just which is actually, what i thought it was gonna be right it's actually like the violence that happens is all part of the story and, and it integral, needs to yeah. be shown to absolutely to show the story. But I yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was really fun. What my favorite thing about it was uh just um just that it's about a band on tour and I felt mm-hmm. like it was actually pretty genuine like uh, yeah. depiction of of a touring touring lifestyle. Yeah. Which I've always wanted to see. I I see I feel like usually in Hollywood movies they're like some like it, there's all these fake things. Like there's a groupies and they're <laughs> getting signed and all this stuff. Uh, and it didn't have any of that, any of that fake stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I totally uh, agree. It's really, yeah. it's also really well acted. I yeah. think it was good. Good mm-hmm. movie. I mean, go out, and go, go check it out. Green Room. Definitely, uh, it's on Amazon right now. Oh, Amazon oh, Prime. I'll say That's one thing: the girl it. in the movie, the blonde, like mullet-haired woman girl woman slash girl oh yeah she's got a great look oh yeah her i it's funny because the whole time in the movie i'm like god that hair looks bad why would you ever oh no it's cool i like it but i i didn't like her look in the movie but i could see that her face was beautiful going for like the girl the dragon tattoo kind of well, yeah yeah look. obviously i mean it's just not my thing whatever <laughs> I, I guess it, it's a look it's a look that some people go for it's not my look and mm-hmm. it's not a look that i would ever choose to um embody however I kept looking at her face going, God, she's really beautiful, though. Like, despite this whole, like, appearance, I mean, her eyes are so piercing and amazing. And I I went on, like, a tangent of looking her up online and realized that that's um, Imogen Poots, who is the girl from the Jimi Hendrix movie, Mm. also starring Andre 3000. (laughs) Oh, of Um, Outcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, like, a gorgeous model in real life. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's why she looked good. <laughs> but anyway, that right. was a side note. Well, yes, but yeah, she's good. She's great in it, actually. She really carries yeah, she's great. A, a very like large presence in that film. Um, 
not just as her like character and the role that she plays, mm-hmm. but her just her presence is really really uh, impactful. One more thing that Anton said that just jarred my memory is also I just think that it's a unique film. Um, yeah. For reasons that you just mentioned, like it's because that it's about a band and it's it's just a, a also a very contained film and it's like centralized on a on a club in a green room more specifically uh, and and just the other things that kind of transpire in the last half of the film. I felt like it was uh, unique. Like I hadn't really seen a film... I've seen, you know, thrillers that involve one space, but I think that the situation that they specifically get in, I felt was unique. And the fact that it was a band kind of like, I actually, I'm kind of with you. Like, why is there not that many films about a band? It's like you get four ish people Mm -hmm. together, which is like a good amount of characters, I think, to kind of drive. And it's, there's kind of this connection between them that is, you know, they make, art together yeah and it's a crazy life i mean yeah i remember (laughs) the movie actually really reminded me of my very first tour where we were like sleeping on dirty floors with cats crawling over us and i got attacked by a ferret and uh (laughs) like people sleeping in the van and waking up in the middle of the night and like the 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 motel room in front of him was open and there's a bunch of naked dudes in it oh my god oh my god this is actually a really interesting story and maybe worth that was it that was the story that was it that (laughs) was the story but where was that in that was in amarillo texas which is a dark places it, <laughs> every texas. story i know about amarillo texas just makes it that's sound your impression dark yeah uh <laughs> your one impression up, wait what was the story about the girl who was uh, like we're can... not going to talk about that uh, <laughs> damn just, it it's a it's really good one just, uh, it involved neo-nazis just like green room uh, <laughs> but but we're not going to talk about it uh why except to say that just like <laughs> i don't really I'm so I don't intrigued. I'm going to be asking you after problem this podcast. with Amarillo, Texas, just that every experience I've had, <laughs> has had there been, has been dark. Very, very green room-like, you could say. <laughs> it's been dark and unsame. And every story I've heard from there. Should we uh, get into our into the main event? The yeah. Main, the Let's main talk about ring? XX. So XX is a uh, horror anthology. We're not talking about the album or, oh, yeah. or the band. We are not talking about the XX, uh, which is a indie band that we actually talked about uh, an episode or two ago. Who knows if it's actually going to air or not. Um, <laughs> but XX is a horror anthology um, film. Four short films, uh, all by female directors. Featuring one by Annie Clark yes. of St. Vincent. Yes, also known as St. Vincent, um, which is uh, an indie rock band if you don't know uh she's great um would like you if you don't know the references <laughs> that we're talking about in this podcast at this point you probably aren't listening to this podcast <laughs> so it's fine we all i think are are uh, at least somewhat fans of uh, saint vincent i would say um so i was certainly very intrigued by that um also i was intrigued to this film um because of uh the director of the invitation she directed a film in this as well so it's four directors four short films maybe we talk about these one by one um does that sound good maybe just go through them chronologically in the order that they were wait hold up before we do one by one should we just give an overall like rating or not well we can just give an overall idea of you know synopsis again so basically it's a it's a it's a Again? It's a compilation of four short okay. horror films, all directed by women, and in between there are little uh, animated uh, stop motion vignettes, or like uh, that are kind of creepy little interludes. 
And uh, each of the stories is its own story. Each of the films is its own story with its... They're all kind of different, but they all do kind of fit together. Mm. And... I guess in a kind of in a that's a bit, uh, that's about way. all I can think of to say of the overall. I think the the theme is horror. I don't know if we've even mentioned that, but yeah. they're all horror films. Um, what did you guys think of the whole movie? Just face value. I didn't. It's like actually it that hard much. for me. It's <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I, I'm mostly in with you? you, but but I will say <laughs> Anton, that you? it's it's hard for me to. It's hard for me to come up with a full opinion on the whole thing because I know, I, but if I feel like it's was really like, just a collection of short films. If somebody was like two words right now. What do you think? Not good. <laughs> Anton? I thought it was a little bit of kind of like a student <laughs> film, film festival type of Student vibe. film. <laughs> From yeah, student I mean, I just, it, I didn't, it wasn't like a pro theatrical qu- caliber thing, but, but I, I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good and bad. It wasn't all bad, actually, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I say that we kind of maybe just go through these one by one. Because um, sure. to me, they're really just four individual films. Yeah. It's just they were put into this compilation. Um, so let's start with The Box, which was the first film. Oh, my God. Uh, they totally ripped us off. <laughs> Sorry, but we have a music video called We Are Not Ourselves, and it like totally copied us. And our video came out like over a year ago. So <laughs> just so uh, you guys know. Yeah, she's referencing our music video um, for our band, the uh, Fox Hills Brigade. Yeah, there's um, like a box in it and people don't know what it, what's in it and you're never going to know. And there's lots of dinner. Uh, and there's, there's dinner scene. Know, food, there's a dinner close-ups scene. Close-ups of food and overhead, overhead shots, shots of food. Uh, but, you know, Same I, thing in this. <laughs> there was some was strange similarities, I will admit. However, it clearly went in a different direction. And um, tried to. One quick thing I will say before we get too deep into this is <laughs> that we will be spoiling these films. So if oh, you yeah. do uh, care about spoilers, um, maybe don't listen too much further. Yeah. Um, but those are kind of our impressions. I think in general, we all were uh, fairly lukewarm too bad. It's a about bit of a film. bust. Um, <laughs> so the box is written and directed by Yovanka. Oh, man, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Oh. Vukovic. Yovanka oh, Vukovic. Yovanka Vukovic. Uh-huh. Vukovic. Vukovic. There we go. Um, so, yeah. Why don't we just say Vukovic? <laughs> um, I didn't <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. No, it was not ideal. I thought the acting was um, Below bad. Below par. It, I think it was basically bad. Yeah. Um, especially the kid. I didn't like his acting at all. I mm-hmm. thought the daughter was okay. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, really stiff, weird acting. I almost, good. I almost thought at first that maybe it was intentional, like maybe mm-hmm. the strange acting was intentional. But that's what I thought too. I think it was not. I think it was just stiff acting. Um, and just like weird pacing too, and kind of mm-hmm. the overall feel of the film was not. Yeah, the pacing was strange. I will say, I actually, even though. Um, overall i didn't like it i did think conceptually it was cool i thought that the setup was interesting enough uh i was intrigued what was in the box i gotta admit i was intrigued um do you really care now no i don't i mean so basically what transpires (laughs) the course of this film is that this boy sees this box on this train uh that this man is holding and he refuses to eat and then as the course of the film goes on other people in the family uh start his family stop eating eating as well. And it seems to be because of this secret that they all know because of what's in the box, except for the mom who does, who never finds out what's in the box, including in the end, we still never find out what's in the box, which, uh, which I will (laughs) say is somewhat similar to the the feeling that one must feel when watching our music video. And then they're at the dinner table. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what they're saying. Basically, lots of overhead, um, uh, like dinner table shots and mm-hmm. kind of like weird vignette lighting. Mm-hmm. So I will admit that scene, that criticizing this film too hard about its ending does feel like I'm criticizing my own music no, video. No, because ours was but, cool. <laughs> theirs was not. But I will say that I did wonder what was in the box. Um, I expected that they wouldn't show it. Like pretty yeah. early on, I was like, "There's no way they're going to show us what's in the box." Because there's nothing that could make sense for what. Like, why would he stop eating? There's nothing that would be in the box that would make him stop eating. I didn't think they were going to show it, but I thought they were going to somehow tell it. You know. That one way or the other. I thought that we were going to f- eventually know. The mm-hmm. other thing is that <laughs> at the end, uh, they all they all just stop eating and they go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. And, so and they just oh they, God, they so die so in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> this cracked me up. What you said, so like as we were watching the film, and like they do, they go to the hospital and Anton, what, what did you say? You're just like, why don't like, they just feed them? They could be getting <laughs> fed through an IV. They're unconscious. Like they could totally be getting fed, right? Through an IV I, and I they end up so dying funny. of starvation. Because that is very true. Like why aren't they just... Putting food in these people. <laughs> Why would you let your entire family die? Instead, the kid's got like an oxygen mask on. <laughs> <laughs> He's all like skeletor looking. So that was a pretty Wait huge a minute. Hole in I story. think you have a misdiagnosis. It's not, <laughs> it's not oxygen. <laughs> what is it? Nitrous? No, no, no. <laughs> No, it's like the doctors, they're doing the wrong thing. They're giving them oxygen. They just got to... Just oh, give oh, us right. food. <laughs> Please just feed them something for once. They're like, oh, I thought he needed air. <laughs> there, was, there was some strange uh, CG, too, going on. Oh at the God. end, Towards the end of the film, they're all like famished. Oh, actually, all, I thought that that like, looked kind of no, cool. The, that kid lost cool. 40 pounds for, <laughs> for the role. <laughs> yeah, the well, kid, one actually, could I thought the kid looked good. Sure. I, thought, yeah. I mean, I'd, Laura I'd preferred him. <laughs> she preferred him with the when he lost forty. I pounds. did prefer it. Yeah. In fact, I loved it. So pretty much, I didn't <laughs> like this one. I did think actually there was one moment where I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to start to get into this, and that was the one scene that I liked was just when the boy clearly had just whispered to the sister what was in the box. Mm-hmm. There was something about her acting in that scene that I actually really liked. It mm-hmm. kind of sold me. I was like, I kind of felt like she was telling the mom like. I have to tell you something. She was kind of looking at her in this strange way. And there was this like strange tension and interaction there that I actually thought was well done. That's because do you know, you know what the boy whispered in her ear, right? No, what was it? He whispered, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. And she was just like, I don't even know how to handle this. No, she was like, she was like, (laughs) I love it. <laughs> but I won't tell mom. But I'm yet. not hungry anymore. <laughs> but you know what? I can't eat. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else anyone wants to say about the box before we move on? Uh, the music bugged me. Oh yeah, I Didn't totally love agree. it. Totally agree. Did not love it. But I actually have more to say about, about the next that movie. and other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about the box? Not really. Okay. Not a whole so, lot to say. Sure. The second film, uh, second short film of the four, is called The Birthday Party, and it is directed by none other than Annie Clark, a.k.a. St. Vincent. The birthday boy himself. (laughs) The birthday boy herself. (laughs) Uh, St. Vincent, you may know her Mm. from such albums, such as Strange Mercy (laughs) and... Marry me. Marry me and uh, St. Vincent. Anyways. Um, she's doing a ton of press promoting this thing. <laughs> Is she? Uh, yeah. I'm reading a, a, a Pitchfork interview with her right now. I did wow. read that yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, 
She's just totally like all about it. Well, I it's guess. her directorial like, debut. Well, is, of course, she. This would is be. her directorial. Yeah, that is something to mention. This is her first uh, shot at directing. Yeah. So, what did y'all think? Okay, I will say this: that I felt that her film had the strongest vision, the strongest executed vision of all the other ones. Like, it seemed to me like the director had a vision, and they made it happen to the best of their ability. And it had the like the strongest stylized vision, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, the other ones weren't, yeah, they just weren't as stylized. But I did think that it played out a lot more like a music video <laughs> than yeah. a film or a short film, which is cool. I mean, I guess that would. I guess be it's not expected. surprising. Yeah, yeah. I think that Saint Vincent should take Foxtails Brigade on tour, and your movie is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Well, that's but an interesting, I do think the interesting music, opinion. I thought the music was really cool. <laughs> Seems genuine. I did think the music was awesome in it, honestly. I'm not even joking. I thought it was really cool. All right. And, uh... <laughs> well, I already said my opinion. What else? Well, you know what no, I got to say? who is that girl in it, though? Damn it, she looks so familiar. I need to look that up. Hate to blow our chances. St. <laughs> Vincent, I love your music. I really do. Love it. This... Not my, not my, not, not my thing. You know what? I, I, I do agree with you. Visually, um, cool. It had a cool style. It Visually, it did have a cool look. Uh, some interesting choices, um, cinematically, but like I could not get over how over the top the sound design was. I thought it was really cheesy. I, I really felt. Oh, like you she, hated the music. I really didn't like. Well, I, oh. I didn't like. No, I didn't like any of the music, but really? I especially didn't like um, wow. the loud noises that would just happen yeah, yeah, yeah. as if there was... Well, the sound design, by the way, let me just make a disclaimer. I don't consider that to be the same as the music. Oh, okay. Well, I am looping that in. Well, in this case, though, the music was... Yeah. No, because at the end, there was actual music. <laughs> there was a song at the end that I thought I was fine. I, I didn't think that. it was necessarily good but i thought, I thought it, was it was fine i thought it was actually good um <laughs> I, me too me too uh <laughs> shut up god you guys are ridiculous it was a good song no cool well sorry Eddie. no i'm not i'm not even talking about the song real uh, i actually don't really care about that song there specifically what i'm talking about is these moments in the in the film where something scary would happen i'm putting up air quotes here and then there would just be a very loud noise, noise yeah. like that, when the, there's there's the kids putting on a ghost costume and all of a dumb, sudden all yeah. of a sudden she like takes a step and they did as if it was right. like really important yeah and I did it was not, like I really hate that shit. It didn't in horror mean movies, anything. I gotta say, it meant you know, nothing. It, that it was me, just there because it wasn't actually scary. The movie wasn't. Scary. Show us why it's scary. I don't think scary. it was supposed to be scary. Yeah, I actually don't. I think try it was exactly. weird. I think exactly. it was exactly. You know what it reminded me of? Of that Soundgarden music video for Black Hole Sun. Black uh, Hole Sun. Well, that was her inspiration for it. Probably. Potentially. No, it no, was. I just read you, it in the interview. You touched on no. something. You're kidding. Yeah, and she tried to license it for the last scene. And then, You're lying. And, and she, no, oh no he's not lying. I'm him. not. And no, the, no. And what? No, he's not lying. She tried to get it for the last scene. That's why that last scene was all 90s music-y. Wait, hold up. What? You're telling me that she seriously said that Black Hole Sun was an She did do a Pitchfork interview, oh and I did read God. that. Oh, my God. I did not read that. I just totally just got that from the video itself. <laughs> right. I swear to God, I did not even read that in an article. Now, you anyway. touched on something that I also want to get to, which is... That's so funny. I totally got that. I totally got it. You got... See? You made it work. Uh-huh. Annie Clark. <laughs> I think that she basically made a dark comedy and then decided yeah. that she wanted it to be a horror movie. And I just felt like if she just 
kind of leaned more to the dark comedy end of things, this would have been a more successful film because I thought the setup was hilarious. It, it could have been hilarious, actually. Like this woman finds out that her husband has just died, but then she's like kind of holding it together for her daughter, you know, for mm. her, for this birthday party. I think that could actually be played up more for comedy than it would horror. You know, like it's a very dark comedy, but it could have been funny and there was moments that it seemed like it wanted to be funny but then i just felt like there's these moments that she's trying to make into these horror movie kind of tension building things when well, that was probably because she had an assignment that she had to stick to well then she shouldn't have picked this concept i no, felt like it was a dark comedy trying to be a like, horror movie yeah you have it was to like a shit. dark comedy and then they just put like loud noises to make know, you think that, that it's scary. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think that she thought that that was scary. I think she just she was going for an over the top kind of, you know, quirky mm-hmm. kind of like weird vibe kind of well, black hole sun type of over thing. the top. And I don't think it was supposed to be scary. I think it was just supposed to be like weird a little bit. Kind all of. right, but I thought it was like not the worst out of all of them. Let's just put it that way. No, I actually agree with that. But <laughs> that's also not saying much. That isn't saying much, though, because we could get to this next one. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Um, which actually, oh, actually, this is a bad example, because I actually think this might be my favorite, though that's still not saying much. This one is called Don't Fall, and it is um, written and directed by Roxanne Benjamin. Um, this is the one where the four people go out into the desert and... Uh, they're camping and they kind of come across these strange markings on a wall and um, I'm raising my hand. Okay. <laughs> we'll just finish the synopsis real Okay, quick. fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's, I guess, pretty much it. And then uh, some dark shit starts happening. Someone turns into some sort of <laughs> monster oh, yeah. and <laughs> someone turns, kills everyone else. Someone turns uh. into a, like a insect There wasn't much backstory. Demon. To be honest with you, that is the synopsis. I mean, there, who knows why? Um, Anyways, what were you going to say? I finally just realized what that woman was from who stars in the Annie Clark movie. Because the whole time I'm watching it going, where have I seen her before? Where have I seen her before? And I just looked it up and holy crap, she is the other... She's not... um, She's in Heavenly Creatures. So she plays the counterpart to... um, What's her name's character? Uh, Rose. Huh? Yeah, Rose. Wait, what's her name? I just forgot her name. Um... She plays the counterpart to what the hell is that actress's name from the Titanic? <laughs> Rose. I don't know. Oh my God. Dominic. Kate come Winslet? On. Kate Winslet. Yes. Thank okay. you. Kate Winslet. You need to see this movie if you haven't seen Heavenly Creatures. It's mm-hmm. an excellent film. Mm-hmm. Really Peter amazing. Weir. Wait, Peter Weir directed that? I think so. Are you sure? Ah, shoot. No, well, I'm anyway, no. So that, that woman know. who is in the Annie Clark movie, she is an excellent actress in Heavenly Creatures and she's like a child in that movie. And mm. so I was like, that's why I couldn't put my finger on what I had seen her in because the last time I saw her was as a child. Mm. Anyway, that she's really good. She's a great actress in that she movie. She seemed like fine. She seemed the fine. The acting wasn't no, the problem for me. No, I know. She me. seemed fine in that movie, but she's like amazing in Heavenly Creatures. Mm-hmm. You have to see this movie. I will. You I will, will love I will. it. Maybe will we'll love, do another podcast will on it. fucking love it. So Don't Fall. What did you think of Don't Fall? Didn't care for it. Okay. What did you think of <laughs> Didn't love it. All right. What'd Here's think, what I loved about Don't Fall. Opening shot of the movie. Sorry. There's like some crazy sound. It's like, <laughs> and then like it pans uh-huh. out, and there's like this red thing. Yeah. And it turns out it's the title. Oh, and it fall. looks so cool. I totally agree. Very strange. I thought that looked cool too. Very Stranger Things, I will say. Loved oh, the title. I didn't love Stranger Things, though. Uh, well, let's not Sorry, get too that. deep into that. <laughs> and Stranger Things. Laura, you did. Okay, Laura 
didn't like Stranger Things, but she watched it in one night. She yeah, watched because I figured it all I may, in one night. That's because I figured I started. I may as well finish the damn thing okay. and just realize how so. bad it is. I didn't think it was bad, but I definitely did not love it. Uh-huh. I mean, there's way better stuff than Stranger Things that exists in this world that is the real thing. Okay. What Stranger Things wants. Here's what I thought about Don't Fall. I thought the practical effects <laughs> were very cool. Um and I think it had a cool tone that it actually yeah. stuck with from beginning to end. Oh, God. The CGI you know what I got? goblin, though. Come on. I didn't think that was CG. I don't think that was it CG. It was. I don't think it was. What? costume. What? No. The, the shadowy figure? Uh, yeah, that, se- that seemed like a costume. No way. I'm pretty positive that was a costume. Oh, my God. It looked like Gollum or whatever. Looked like a costume. It looked like Gollum, but I'm pretty sure it was a no, costume. No, it was like Gollum as in a CG. All right. Well, you didn't like teeth. the costume. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If, if it was a costume... That was terrible no, because I, it looked like a CGI. I actually agree with you. Um, it was but awful. I'm it was more specifically good. talking about all the other practical effects. Uh, more specifically, the girl who like turns into some sort of demon thing. I actually liked her makeup. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I loved the practical effects. And I thought yeah. that scene where the dude flies through the window, that was rad. Um, was okay. I, I just felt like this was the... This was... <laughs> it was very straightforward. The one that really stuck to a thing mm. and and didn't deviate from its tone right. too strongly like it i felt like it made sense i felt like <laughs> the whole time at least i could buy what was going on right. and so for that reason alone it I, it, I think it was my favorite oh. um that Best isn't music, saying too much i think but. the music was good and effective it wasn't like uh distracting from like in the yeah. other ones it just in general it was like fu- it was a fun little romp through kind of horror fun. tropes i guess on diddy yeah, it was okay. I I'm on the same page with you. Like honestly, I don't even care about it. You know, <laughs> I don't care about any of these movies. That I don't much. really care about any of these like, movies. They didn't do anything for me. All right, well, there's one more. There is yeah, one, more one more movie that we didn't care that much for, <laughs> called Her Only Living Son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, this one is written and directed by Karen. No, it's his only living son, right? No, her. Her only living oh. son, uh, written and directed by Karen Ku- Carpenter Ku- Kusama. Oh yeah. Um and oh, she from the invitation. She is the, the director invitation. of the invitation and right. Jennifer's body as well as other films. Now I was Jennifer's excited body. about this one because I really like the invitation. I think it's a great kind of tension building again, sort another great tension building, building exercise as we talked about earlier with green, the green room. Mm-hmm. Or green room, sorry. Um uh Anton, wh- why don't you give your first thoughts on this one? Well, I wonder was this like an earlier film that she made, like before her features? Like in film school, as far as I, <laughs> as far as I understand it, this is the latest thing that she's done. However, I don't know if they pulled, I don't know if they pulled this out of a, out of a deep old release of hers. Orifice. Uh, um, so I assume I, I, I actually like was, I actually was, was, was drawn into it. Um, I I liked it. The music again. I that that's kind of a big thing for me, if you mm-hmm. can't tell. But it it wasn't distracting me in this one. Yeah, and, I agree. Um, uh, I was disappointed in the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the ending made it all feel a little bit boring, pointless. Yeah, and there was just some. I felt like really cheesy dialogue. Again, this yeah. is, it, it's so frustrating because I felt like this had moments where I was like in in it. Um, specifically, probably my favorite scene was uh, when she wakes up in the middle of the night and her son is like clipping his fingernails off in the bathroom oh, yeah. and he's like, can I get some privacy and like slams the door. And I felt like that was actually a good moment of acting and I felt like it was 
interesting to me and i was like oh okay. what what's he doing like he was like you know what i want for my birthday some fucking privacy mom <laughs> okay well i guess what he said well like i masturbate it doesn't right. sound too good but uh <laughs> but then like that immediately is followed up with this other scene with this police or sorry not police officer uh mailman was it yeah, a, mailman? He's a mailman god what a fucking terrible actor he was <laughs> oh my god that was ridiculous. that that scene where he's like in in the backyard with the clotheslines and shit, I was like, "This is fucking bad. This is bad." That was one of the worst scenes of the all four films. I but must wait say. a minute. What about the uh, like the principal at the school? She was good, actually. She was very scary to me. I guess that was fine. Well, she was like, <laughs> like I was genuinely freaky in looking, in my opinion, and that she created a feel to me. Like she gave me a bad vibe, which was good. Right. I, this I is the like, one I feel most indifferent about, I gotta say. And I was even sort of like drifting in and out of like really even caring about this film as I was watching it. It was like. <laughs> Throughout the whole two hours, <laughs> me too. Well, but at least actually the others, even though that I had some serious problems with all of them, they, they kept my interest at least because they were so visually interesting to me. Mm-hmm. This one I didn't feel like was that visually interesting. Um, oh my God. You know what it reminded me of? I just realized was. Um, we watched another movie recently that I took a chance on, a Netflix flick <laughs> that I saw just the, the picture of and thought, oh, maybe this will be good. Mm-hmm. It's called We Need to Talk About Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could go on. So I lo- bad. I love that movie. Oh, my God. I Nike, love that movie. Are you kidding oh me? Oh, my God. I hated it. Oh, my well, God. Let me see. Did I hate it? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> we can't go off on this because it's wait, just going to be a I whole. I cannot believe you liked that movie. <sighs> anyway, I love okay, that movie. so wait. Wow. This is what I just want to that actor the ask kid you guys me of this kid. your opinion on this last movie. So there's this one line where where someone's like, "Do you know who his father really is? <laughs> who do you guys think it is?" So like, it's not the actor that 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 supposedly was his father. It's someone no, else. Satan. Some. Oh, it's Satan? Duh, it's like the beast or whatever. Or it could be some, like, Sumerian god. Or I guess it could be the mailman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... The mailman has hairy feet and gross nails, probably. The mailman probably got some big old balls, though. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't care less. I don't know who the fuck the father was. Yeah, I don't... Who cares? The the question is, who the fuck cares? I don't fucking care. As I watched it, I was like, I don't care about this one. Yeah, like, I... Such a bummer, too, because I really was excited about this one yeah the invitation was awesome the invitation was great i did enjoy that movie you know what i really like the the uh intervals i mean the, uh, the oh little, yeah let's talk about that well actually interludes. anything anything else that anyone wants to say about her only living son before we move on to the intervals her only living son more it. like her only bad living movie <laughs> no i don't <laughs> oh actually that is true well jennifer's body wasn't particularly great either um care. the invitation um, though is great i highly recommend it so in between all four of these films, there are these uh, very cool. Well, well, I guess I'll. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, but they are um, these stop motion little interludes uh, that kind of guide you, and they all seem to take place in a strange house. It's sort of this like doll imagery going on throughout. That um, that was awesome. Taxidermy kind of feel as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that stuff I was agree. really cool. I loved it. It reminded really me cool. of um, very vibey. It really reminded me of that Fawn Fables music video for called a house. Wait, I forget what it's called, but it's a really cool video, and they pretty much only have one stop motion video that I know of. So mm. if you look up Fawn Fables, a great band, you'll find their video that looks very similar to those interludes. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Anton, of the interludes? Uh, they were fun. They were great. Yeah, they were really cool. Um, one of my one. 
that really stuck with me was like a time lapse of a rotting apple. Oh like yeah, that, that was yeah, that really was cool. cool. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was like I kind of wanted more of that. Yeah, uh, well, the, of course, best that, part those of the were whole the best thing. part. Yeah, yeah it kind of. I got it. It also reminded that. me of Jan Spankmeyer's Alice. Total Jan Spankmeyer vibe. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, that it is actually great. looked I a love... lot like Alice. Have you seen Alice? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these were directed by Sofia Carillo. Carillo. Hmm. Um, mm. Great. Oh, I thought really? they were cool. I thought they were, they were uh, very well done. Um, yeah, I, I am always kind of a fan of stop motion, honestly, and and I loved that it was all practical kind of effects and. Um, just like really cool, yeah. a cool vision. Just like it seems, just <laughs> the girl came at from the a, end, the the last shot of that little girl who's like got the door over her heart. Yeah, I really wished that that would have gone somewhere. Like that would have been an interesting beginning to a movie for mm-hmm. me. Just the look of that and the feel of that. And, totally. And that little girl seemed like really engaging to me. Yeah, it seemed like the dollhouse had te- was like testing out to figure out which wa- which bug was the right one to put in that door and then brought it over to the door or something. There, there was just like this it was cool. undercurrent of, of abstract story yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that you could kind of like grasp onto or not. Um, yeah. And that to me was a really cool tone to go for Yeah, that I really wish <laughs> that these other not. four films <laughs> would have got, gone more for. Um, overall, I just felt like all of these films were kind of somewhat summarizing what I don't like about modern horror, which is I feel like it's can be over the top. It's like all aspects of things are just kind of shoving in your face that this is scary. This is scary. This is scary. When I think what is most scary is the unknown and not, you know, something more familiar, but slightly abstracted, you know, um, I felt like, especially the sound in, in all four films, I felt like was uh, primarily bothersome to me. I guess it wasn't what? like mixed well, a lot of like the sound design compared like, to just the dialogue. Just at this kind of film festival, low budget vibe. It was a bit of a budget Chino kind of feel. <laughs> but uh, w- when you say modern, you say this is a you know problem with modern horror films. Like what? Are you talking about what? <laughs> what's the problem? The sound right. design. What, what what films are you talking about? What are examples of like? Well, actually, popular I, modern horror films. That sure. Are, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess more what I mean is this reminds me more of like five years ago because I actually do think that horror is starting to kind of go on an uptick in a way. I think it's getting more uh, subtle. Um, films like last year, uh, The Witch, I thought were a oh, great beautiful. piece of subtle horror. F- filmmaking amazing um, sound design and sound great sound design score and, and, and it um, lets the story be scary um instead of the filmmaking tricks and techniques and right. loud boom noises uh, i guess that's what i'm talking about as far as yeah. recent horror films like i guess i'm talking about um i don't know kind of the gross out gore like torture porn shit that was going on in, like the early 2000s like with, with saw oh, and uh, hostel um kind of these like to freak you out, to uh, shock you um, kind of vibe. I felt like this was somewhere in between the two. Like it wasn't necessarily all for shock value, but it also wasn't just letting, it wasn't, it wasn't actually crafting a scary vibe or a scary story. It felt like it was forcing scary onto something that should have just kind of gone more for maybe mystery Mm -hmm. or in the case of St. Vincent's film, um, maybe more dark comedy, you know, 
it felt like it, I would have preferred this more had the films maybe been more different from kind of this horror, this kind of campy horror vibe yeah. that it seemed like all of them were adhering to. By the way, just another side note on the St. Vincent one. I, I wasn't surprised that it was about like a housewife figure in a kind of neo-suburban situation <laughs> because she's always kind of dealing with those subjects, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she had the coolest concept actually. I loved I loved and the, the costume, concept. The costumes were pretty cool and that and like the hair and the makeup was kind of interesting and yeah, very stylized and it definitely reminded me of some of her music videos actually. Mm-hmm. What was up with that girl with the black hair? What was she? I know. What I don't was know. her relationship? Her? I don't know. I don't know. But she was I don't know weird. why she was hiding. At least she, she was like, weird. Was she like the nanny or something? I thought that maybe she was the nanny. I don't know. But I thought it was actually one shot that was pretty cool to me was this, the shot when she was looking into the closet and you just like see her eyes through the slit. Mm. And I her thought eyes she was really creepy. like a demon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I maybe. don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That would Again, be it's like I wish it just wasn't even trying to be scary. I wish it like didn't exist. <laughs> no, not <laughs> no, at all. I'm I, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was fine. I mean, overall, this whole XX thing was... It's more like X, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> it was fairly disappointing, I gotta say. Um, yeah. Wouldn't necessarily I mean, recommend it. Look, good try. Good try. Yeah, good effort, everybody involved in XX, the horror anthology film. Um, oh God, I hope they don't hear this. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, if you want to watch it, it's on video on demand. Uh, it's also in a limited release um, and it's through Magnet, uh, the production company Magnet. Um, any other final thoughts anyone wants to say? Um, no. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Tune yeah. in again next week. Well, uh, thanks, Anton, for being uh, the, our first guest of this show. Thanks for coming coming on down all the way from the other room of this <laughs> house. Right, you're welcome. <laughs> Although he has been a guest on another episode before, he chimed in once. Not an I official guest. But, this is, but you're the first like true guest true. Uh, of yeah. the full of the full episode. Um, yeah, we'll be fun. we'll be uh, back at you very soon with another episode. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to Totally Tell Me, a weekly podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. New episodes will be posted every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and if you liked it, don't forget to share it or subscribe on iTunes. Bye-bye.